do you have an actual written plan that you can work? Like this energy that we have uh, inside of us uh, kind of gets put on the scaffolding, scaffolding of our plans. Uh, like when you, when you have your task and to-do list and you've written down, okay, these are like the 10 things that I need to get done today or this week. It's so much easier when it's concretized and written down to then take energy and then like go through serially and knock these things out. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Mental Purpose Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Lobos, and today we've got our regular resident doctor on, Dr. Anthony Balduzzi. Anthony is a plethora of knowledge. He is maybe one of the smartest people I know, and he's, uh, he's such a great um, guest and friend of mine, and we've formatted and formulated, maybe that's not the right word, we've developed that relationship over the last you know year and a half that he's been a guest on this podcast and a friendship has formed because of a lot of commonalities and I love having him on because his insight is so damn dialed in, right? So dialed in. So today on the show, what we're going to be talking about is you've fallen off. Let's not lie to each other. You probably at this point have fallen off the goals that you set less than, or maybe just around a month ago, right? By the time this episode comes out second week, third week of February, the goals that you set in December, they probably are lacking failing, you haven't started them, or you started them and now you're falling off. It's science. It's, it's formula. You can see it in gym membership fall off. You can, you can see it in, in, um, in like things like Babel, you know, where people are like, I'm going to learn a new language and I'm going to eat healthier and I'm going to work out and lose some weight and I'm going to spend more time with my kids. Well, listen, we're not saying that it, it, we're not saying that in a negative way. We're pointing out what's realistic, which is 75 plus percent of people fall off. Why is that? Well, we're going to talk about it today. Now, first and foremost, before we get into the topics of today, make sure you're checking out the Men on Purpose community on Facebook. We are now well over 600 members, growing like crazy, have a ton of free resources. This is the opportunity. This is the message. This is the time. You're meant to be hearing this. There's no obligation. You just join and consume. Join and use. That is why we're here. We offer massive amounts of value in the mental purpose community, free coaching, free giveaways, free exercises. There's nothing for you to lose and a shit ton for you to gain. Don't mess around. Take action. Be on purpose. Sign up for the mental purpose community. I really don't give a shit if you put your email in or not. I usually say put your email in. I don't care. I just want you in there. We want you to get everything that we've got to give you inside the community. So get going. Get in there. Do it right now. If you haven't joined, do it right now. Second thing is, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please make sure you do that. And please leave a review, five-star if you can, for the Mental Purpose Podcast. That is That would mean the world to us as the podcast continues to hold this very high ranking and is out to so many people throughout the world. It's over 100 countries now. So with that said, let me tell you a couple of things we're going to talk about. So we're going to talk about this, this difference between being and doing, right? When you are falling off your goals, we're going to teach you how to get back on them. We're going to teach you some of the habits you can build. We're going to teach you some of the things that you can do to move out of your own way because most likely you are not the person that can actually hit your goals. Let's just face it. Between where you are and where you want to be, you are not that person yet. Just be okay with that. Just be literally at peace with that. Say to yourself right now, you know what? You're, he's right. I am not the person that can nail those type of goals. I'm the person that can envision them, yet I don't have the skills, mindset, and habit, and behavior yet dialed in to be able to nail them. Cool. No problem. That's why we're here. That's why Anthony's here and Fit Father Project is here and 50 plus thousand people trust him. So we're going to talk about falling off and how to get back on. We're going to talk about um, what happens when you get discouraged and how to shift that. We're going to talk about morning routines, creating the importance of creating a daily routine first thing in the morning. We're going to talk about key health habits that we can nail for success, why we get discouraged, um, having a written plan in place. We're going to talk about why we sabotage ourselves. We're going to talk about comparison to others. We're going to talk about evening rituals, being and presence. We're going to talk about what's at stake for you in your life. And the human, is psyche, the human psyche is modeled after, after pain. So we've got to figure out what it is that really drives you pain-wise. And, um, and a bunch of other stuff. That's it. 
nice and easy. You ready? Hey, make sure you check out our YouTube channel too. We're starting to grow that thing and it's starting to get a lot of traction. If you want to watch us on the screen versus just listening, you can. Got a nice camera. <laughs> Got a nice background, sort of. And, uh, and that's it. So enjoy this episode. Don't get mad at it. Be open to it. You most likely have fallen off or the goals you set probably weren't realistic for you to nail anyway. And that's okay. This is the wake-up call. And this is your structure on how to get back on track and how to evolve who you are so that you can be the person that actually can set those type of high-level goals and freaking nail them in a sustainable format. Enjoy. Okay, let's dive in deep and hard. Nobody laugh at that. Just go. <laughs> it's now the beginning of February. The Mental Purpose community is listening to this live. They're getting the real deal. And this thing's going to be out next week anyway. Like, the thing that you and I talk about is when people set goals at the end of the year, they're so enthusiastic because of something. And that something wears off fairly quickly, right? Hmm. Maybe the enthusiasm is from a year that they spent not being who they wanted, not doing what they wanted, and subsequently not getting the results they wanted. Today, you guys, people listening to this right now, are sitting there going, I have fallen off. Maybe you haven't even started on your goal sheet. Maybe you've started and you've started to trail off. Regardless of what that is, the vast majority of the population who sets goals, because a lot of people don't, are now trailing off on those goals. And we're here to figure out why, what you can do about it, and most importantly, who you need to be to nail it in a sustainable format. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's mm -hmm. the premise of this conversation today. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, dude, um, you want my theory first or you want to put your theory in? I want your theory first. <laughs> this is so similar to what we shot the other day for Fit Father Project. It's, it's, it, is, it is like so prevalent in my life. People ask me all the time, like, how do you do this in a sustainable format? How do you just keep going when the results may not show or you may not feel like it? And I'll say, well, one, I have integrity to my commitments, right? I, I have a lot of integrity. Integrity was a habit build, right? Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't yeah. like all of a sudden I said, I'm going to have integrity and all, and you know, I just magically was there in full force. It was a habit build and there was failure and there's still some failure and I have grace to myself when I do fall off and I get right back on and I keep rolling. The one big thing that I tell people is if you have not hit your goals, then you are not the person that can actually hit the goals. And people like get cross-eyed with me and they, they go, well, what do you, well, I don't know about that. I mean, isn't it like, can I just work harder, hustle? And I go, yeah, you can. And there's a trade-off on one side, like in our 10 domains exercise, there's a trade-off with some of the other domains when you're hustling and working hard over here in like income generation or something with like use of resources or family and, or even fun and enjoyment. Like most of the time, fun and enjoyment and mental and emotional health is the lowest one. So let's talk about like in your world, in the, in the physical health and nutrition, somebody who says my goal is to go to the gym five days a week. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, that person you know, that's five days a week is here. Meanwhile, that person has, has, has barely gone to the gym one day a week consistently for years. Totally. This happens in real estate all the time. I see it in, 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 uh, in, my, in my personal development coaching and my business, de my business development coaching practices where somebody will say, you know what, man, I'm feeling motivated. I'm going to make 100 calls a day. And I'm like, cool, how many calls did yeah. you make last week? Oh, none. How, well, but what about the month before? Uh, 16. Okay, so you're going to go from 16 calls in a month to 2,500 or 2,000 calls in a month? Like, right. You're not the person that can get there yet. So the same thing with the gym. Like, don't go from one day a week to making a commitment to five days a week because that is not you yet. What we have to focus on and what we'll talk about today is, is the actual person that we need to evolve into, the shit we need to let go of and eliminate, and then reveal that person who can actually hit the goals or the, the lead measures and action steps that then hit the goals that we have set for ourselves at a higher level. 
it's actually pretty easy to understand the formula, yeah. not easy to do the work, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That makes, that makes total yeah. sense. Tracks with my experience. Absolutely. In prep for this discussion, I wanted to bring a specific framework that I think is, is helpful for talking about this topic. And I'm borrowing this from a famous American psychologist named Jonathan Haidt. Um, New York University Stern School of Business has wrote a lot of very uh, popular books. And he talks about this idea that anytime we're trying to create behavior change or just change in general, um, that we're managing three factors that he condenses down into this metaphor called the elephant, the rider, and the path. Have you heard of this before? Yes. You have? Yep. Cool. Well, I, I, think it's, I think it's certainly worth covering because I, I think it explains a lot of the ways that people fall off track. So imagine, um, imagine this guy, a rider, on top of this gigantic elephant yeah. walking through the forest. Rider has an idea of where he wants to go, has some kind of goal, vision, mission. The elephant is the powerful force that can actually walk him there. He's tiny. He can't get there on his own. But the two are not operating in isolation. They're operating through the environment. What is happening? Are there fallen trees in the way? Are there rocks? What is the weather like? So they're operating amidst the path. I believe we need to start experiencing um, and thinking about ourselves, particularly around this, this uh, idea of staying consistent, as the elephant, the rider, and the path yeah. all in one. So the rider is the person that has the plan. So if you're, if you're the rider is, is not, we, we're talking a little bit, what you were mentioning about upgrading the rider and upgrading, we certainly need to upgrade the person that is, that is, that is driving this vehicle. Sure. But that also means setting a plan that is, is proper. The rider is the intelligence of this operation. If you've been doing one day a week, doing five days a week is not a good plan. The rider is not doing his job. Um, but, you know, setting reasonable targets certainly are. The elephant is our deep emotional being. This could be like our shadow. This is our subconscious, our unconscious. This is um, the conglomeration of our fears and our desires. It's our emotive capacity. And we need to get that aligned with the rider so that they can move forward. The rider can have any kind of logical plan, but if the, uh, the very powerful emotive elephant is not aligned, there's going to be no movement. And then finally, what can we do with the path to make it as easy to tread as possible? How can we remove trees, pick the best course, walk it with more grace? And when we're struggling and falling off track, it's because one of those three areas, if not all three, are breaking down. Yeah. It's because perhaps if you have a health and fitness routine, there is something uh, in, your, in your environment, in your household, that is creating friction that's making it harder. It's, it's creating an environment that's less conducive to succeeding. So for example, you say you want to get to the gym five days a week, but the gym you want to get to is 45 minutes away. Yeah. Like just no chance, not happening. Or you want to eat healthy, but there continues to have all these unhealthy foods in, in, in your house. And, and there's still chips and cookies and all these kinds of things. That is an environment problem. So we always want to be thinking when we're, when we're experiencing a little bit of a struggle and a slip, certainly there's a little bit of this, uh, am I the type of person kind of dialogue, but there's also examining the environment and then honestly recommitting the elephant. Like when we slip off track, um, you know, I, I think this is a very powerful moment when we kind of wake up, we're like, dang, again, I've slipped off track. This is why we do with our, with our fit father and fit mother program members. We have them do these deep, you know, connected exercises where they get in touch with their, their why their motivations, uh, and really connect the actions that they want to take deeply to the things that they care about, like pairing core values with action, right? This is getting the elephant activated. It's getting uh, these, these more unconscious parts of us that we're not always uh, aware of, but are ultimately kind of driving our either our forward progress or self-sabotage. We need to get those factors reactivated. So this is where resets come in. Right. If you're if you are need to reset and you're falling off track, then you reset, you rewrite your mission statement, you do that deep journaling, you reaffirm why this is important for you to do. You need to keep on retraining this elephant to get its emotive capacity back. And then you got to get a smarter plan. The rider has to be more has to have a more intelligent path and process forward for that to succeed. And I suppose listening to what you shared in the beginning of this, Ian, like what you're describing is the person who can achieve this is the combination of the rider and the elephant. Yeah the way I'm seeing it, at least the, the, who you, the person who can achieve the goal is the rider and the elephant. And then you have the environment and you want to be working on both. So I, I think we break this down in, in terms of how you can really strengthen 
your emotive capacity and the deep, deep parts of you, the, the emotion around it, like the elephant, and as well as create more st- strategic uh, rider plans and smarter goals to succeed. It's a really good way, to, I think, to approach this. Yeah, I totally agree with that. There's, there's um, the things I think about when you were talking about it is like setting yourself up for success. Obviously, your environment matters big time. And then there's also like the statement you said about, oh, the gym's 45 minutes away. That, you're not setting yourself up for, for success if your gym is 45 minutes away. You know what I mean? And maybe that's the gym that has the, the bar class that you really like. Meanwhile, Crunch Fitness is down the street and it's 10 bucks. And you could at least yeah. just go and get movement. And, mm-hmm. um, and you could just go build the habit. So yep. I, there, there's... there's um, there's two different factors there. One is creating the environment that will promote success. Yes. There's also the uh, working on the the commitment and integrity factor that I mentioned, which is yep. if there are cookies in the house and your commitment is to not eat cookies anymore, there is a personal responsibility in there as well. And that's a habit that you've got to build. So yep. If you've got cookies in the house and your gym's 45 minutes away and you are not working on building those type of habits, you are massively set up for, for failure. Yeah, from all angles. From all angles. For sure. Yeah. And the thing is, you're more resilient to those, that, those cookies temptation when you have forward motion, when you have momentum. Like when it comes to health and fitness, I really think of every day we wake up and we're making choices about what we put in our body in terms of fluids and fuel, how we move our body, and that is creating a a net forward momentum or a net backward momentum. And then we wake up the next day and we want to manage the momentum that was created from the previous day. And people who are healthy and successful the long term are able to, they don't always have perfect days, but they manage momentum in a forward progress. They have ability to restart momentum, to keep it going in the right direction and to shift it if it's starting to go in different directions. So this is why like the daily routines, and this will be very health and fitness specific of like creating a very easy to nail anchored first meal of the day, whatever time you have it, whether it's breakfast early in the morning, or you choose to intermittent fast, or you're getting a juice in the morning, or you're doing your bulletproof coffee, creating an actual anchor in the beginning of your day is something that one helps give your body good fuel in the morning. Cool. But two, and more importantly, it's giving you something to help shift the gears of momentum every fresh new day to give you a little bit of pickup and getting pickup on a daily basis, particularly in the morning, I think is so massive, right? It's how you can continue to start to build some speed and build some momentum. And when it comes to health and fitness too, I think many people are just focusing on, um, on the wrong order of operations. There's a lot of people, especially in January who just got through the holidays and feel like they did a crap job with their exercise and their nutrition who try to do it all at once. Like you said, the five days a week in the gym, plus on top of that, trying to get to bed earlier, plus on top of that, trying to crank harder on their business, plus on top of that, trying to get the nutrition plan in place. Um, this is where the, the plan and the writer's plan and the tactics of, of what you deploy at what times are very, very essential. Yeah. What we find with health and fitness, it's like if you're going to fix one or two things first, the first thing is you fix your circadian rhythm and your sleep. You get, you get the nervous system in balance. Because I promise you this, if you're not getting high quality sleep, and at least, you know, if you know that sleep is a big deficit, you're creating an internal hormonal environment that's making you more reactive, more stressed, more insulin resistant, higher levels of cortisol, immune system is depressed, no good. So fixing sleep helps create that cascade, but then past that, nutrition is the next thing. I want to say to people right now, if you've fallen off track with exercise, and now you're slipping back into eating unhealthy foods, stop trying to exercise, nail your nutrition. For the next one to two weeks, like we have fit father and fit mother program members literally lose 50 to hundred pounds, just walking more and cleaning up their nutrition, yeah. no formal workouts and, and workouts obviously are helpful. They give you energy when they're done properly. They help you feel good and in integrity when you can nail your consistent commitments every single week. Um, but there is like, I don't know, an order of operations. Like, let's talk business for a second. I think it can be very easy to get overwhelmed in business when you think that like, man, I have 15 different things I need to do. Well, when I think we really break it down, there's probably only like two or three of those things that actually yeah. really matter. And they cascade like, out. Like there's a couple, 
Yeah, and they cascade yeah. out these like domino, these keystone habits or these domino actions that you nail. So I think a big part of when I'm thinking about the rider in my analogy is especially if you've fallen off track, ask yourself, what are the one to two key things that the rider actually needs to nail and focus on in any of these given domains? I think if you get that right, what you ultimately feel is more openness. You feel that you're less stressed and pulled in many different directions. Your energy feels less scattered and focused energy is what starts fires, right? Magnifying glass, focused energy starts fires. And, and I think people who fall off track are often being dissipated. They're being dissipated, one, through the domains of their life because we have a lot of things tucking us in different directions, sure. let alone also having many different micro actions within those domains. It's no wonder it doesn't feel joyful when we feel scatterbrained all the time when we have all these different things. So what are the key domino habits we can nail? And I'll say with health and fitness, again, it is the sleep, hydration, nutrition. Like you focus on that, you nail that. And then in your other pursuits, whether it's financial, business, or relationship, what are the one to two things that you can actually 10 out of 10 commit to? And there's a really, really famous, uh, a famous and successful nutrition coach named John Berardi. He runs a company called Precision Nutrition. And he said something at a seminar to me like many years back that totally rocked my approach to looking at health and fitness. He said when he coaches clients and they come in and they say, uh, he, he says, how many days per week can you, uh, do you, could you, do you, do you want to exercise? And they say, I want to exercise four days per week. And he says, okay, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being, uh, 10 being with absolute certainty that you can get this in, 9 being 90% certain you can get this in, 8 being 80% certain you can get this in per week. How likely, what, what's your score for getting four, week, four days a week of exercise? And if the clients say anything but 10 out of 10, he backs it down. If they give him a 9 out of 10, it's three days a week. How certain are you that three days a week you can get it in? Nine out of 10 still. Then he backs down to two days a week. How certain are two, two days a week? I'm 10 out of 10 certain I can get it two days a week. That is where you start. Because missed reps, missed days do not build momentum. Yeah. yeah. They don't. Yeah. They actually are, they're, they're like a detriment to momentum. So how do we complete reps? Well, we complete reps by making sure that what we set, we can actually hit in terms of our daily actions and rhythms. I'll pause there because I, I know you probably have a lot to comment and, <laughs> and share and maybe even a differing opinion on some of these things. Oh, I love your opinion uh, but, on it. It's, it. it's super similar to mine. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. I, um, I don't love the gym. I love swimming and I, and I don't yeah. love like cardio. I love like flow exercises like yoga bar pilates and so in my mind in the in the i don't want to stick with shit mind of mine that everybody has it's like well i want to do i want to be more present in the morning with my kids and i want to make them breakfast and i want to do my thing here and so i don't work out in the morning and then I want to be present at night with them for bed and bath time. And by eight o'clock when they're in bed, I'm just tired and I want to just chill. Well, that doesn't promote my health goals. And so literally the neighborhood I live in in LA, the gym is a hundred feet in front of my house, like the, the neighborhood community gym. And mm -hmm. you can't get any easier than that. It might not even be a hundred feet. It might be 80 feet. Like it might not be. So I, um, I, I was like, wow, I haven't been to the gym in like a month and I started beating myself up. I'm like, dude, how fucking, how much easier can you make this shit? How much easier? It's free. You're the people who own the house that I live in. They pay for it for me. I mean, maybe it's in my rent, whatever. Um, it's part of the HOA. Anyway, I sat down and I said, you know what? I, I haven't built a habit to walk across the street to the gym. Because I don't see, I haven't built a habit of getting up and honoring the commitment of, of some kind of movement. And that was literally it. Like it can't be any easier to walk 80 feet across the street to the gym. Yet it can when I haven't set into my rhythm and momentum, get up, start movement or commit to movement. So like my mornings here are in order for me to get over to the gym as a commitment and as a regular routine, I have to start by doing regular routine things in this house. So like this morning, like, and every morning I do these like neck exercises, some back exercises. I warm up everything as much as possible. And then I'll do like 20 minutes of stretching while the kids are sitting. We were watching some stuff on crystals this morning and I was just stretching with them, practicing yeah. that habit of every morning. Like, this is what I do. 
And then with that, let's say level one, what that grows into is level two, which is maybe walking across the street. And then the level mm-hmm. three lead indicator of best shape of my life in my 40th year or my 39th year is maybe I hire a trainer. Cause right now I'm not yep. hiring a trainer cause I'm not going to commit to that shit. All I want to yep. do is just warm my body up in movement and stretch to feel great so that my shoulders are back and my, and my chest is open and my back isn't like this all day. Yeah. That sounds really small compared to the level of commitments and like drive that I have in other things. And the point I'm making is I have this level of drive in business and in coaching that is very high level and is, and is relentless. Yet there are commitments that I have failed myself on so many effing times. And I have to resort to the smallest little like five-year-old hand-holding for myself. Now, what I want to talk to you about is like when people or why people get discouraged and they beat themselves up, like how do you shift that mindset in your opinion? Because for me, I beat myself up and get discouraged where I'm like, dude, you can't fucking walk across the street to the gym. Come on, seriously? Can't commit to your health for these children? And the answer is, yeah, I can. And I'm not doing the activity. So it's not adding up. And it's because I have to set it. Yeah, I'll comment on that. I mean, I I definitely, we're all so unique. It's amazing. And we have a a certain amount of energy that we can push out into these different domains of our lives. And what I find is, for me personally, and maybe people have different capacities, higher or lower than me, I can really push one, if not two domains of my life very hard and fast or with a lot of intensity. Sure. And the other ones must have some groundedness in them to, to, to balance and compensate for the intensity there. Agreed. Every peak has a trough, every wave, the up and the down, the crest and the fall. And, and this is almost, it feels like it's a law of nature. So from that vantage point, again, it just comes down to um, looking with, with clear eyes on where are you actually intentionally putting energy and where do you actually feel like it's most naturally drawn? I'll comment on what you shared. Right now, your most important things in your life are being present with your kids as a dad and crushing it in business, yeah. like and really up-leveling. And, and those are the things you're actually committed to from what it sounds like yeah. me. And then with your body, what you're committed to is getting your body to feel better and less painful. Yeah. There's part of you that maybe wants to be a little more jacked and have some abs, but it's sure. like, but that's not really important right now. It's like, it'd be nice to have. Yeah. And the nice to haves are good because they kind of call us forward into what might come into the future of potentials. But right now for you, what actually feels present is you wake up and you're like, I want to roll out this body because I want my body to yeah. feel good. So I think it's perfectly great that your routines around that are simple sure. stacked and present with your kids in the same location. Like all that makes a ton of sense. And I a hundred percent understand why, even though it's, it's 80 feet, it might as well be 800 miles yeah. because one, if you don't have a plan, if you got into the gym, right. what are you going to do? Like you'd have to come up with a plan. So there's no clarity. The rider, how's the rider going to slap the elephant in the butt to get going? Right. If the rider doesn't even know, like if he's doing three sets of 10 on bench or if he's <laughs> doing the cardio machine, like, so if, if we're feeling resistance to taking something on, sometimes getting a plan is helpful, but just reflecting on what I would do in your situation, I, I know that, you're though. not asking me for advice is, is the gym is not the time right, right now. It's not gym. It's not time for the gym, but it is time for building body habits, micro here in, in cool. right now, but there might be somebody listening that the, the time is actually for the sure. gym. Like this is the domain and gym is the thing. And if that is the case, do you have an actual written plan that you can work? Like this energy that we have uh, inside of us uh, kind of gets put on the scaffolding scaffolding of our plans. Uh, like when you when you have your task and to do list and you've written down, okay, these are like the ten things that I need to get done today or this week. It's so much easier when it's concretized and written down to then take energy and then like go through serially and knock these things out. I think this lack of clarity is what paralyzes the writer. And then the other thing is the lack of clarity paralyzes the rider. So if we can get more clear in those areas that we can start to take a lot more action. Uh, and then the elephants, the tricky beast that I think you help, you help men with all the time on this podcast. Yeah. It's really taking that deep dive inside, yeah. looking at what are the emotions, the habits, self-sabotaging patterns, uh, unconscious limiting beliefs. Um, that's the stuff that uh, is, is, I believe is, is, is improved both through the path itself 
by simply being in integrity and walking and being more consistent and dusting yourself off every time that you fall back down, you're starting to recalibrate a new, stronger identity. That is absolutely sure. And then there's the intensive experiences in coaching um, that you offer people where they can really come in and in a short period of time, dig deep, unearth some of the stuff, illuminate, eliminate, you know, and then eventually ex- ex- accelerate their lives. Um, that deep work is, is, is very possible. And I believe it, 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 it can be done for people who feel like they're continue to self-sabotage in the, in the same domains. The elephant is a hundred percent involved. Yeah. The elephant is definitely uh, digging its heels in for some reason. And it's probably something with some past trauma, some limiting belief, um, et cetera, et cetera. But what I think we can do just using the conscious mind without needing necessarily shine light into the unconscious subconscious parts of our being is look at our environments right now in every single area that we're looking to push and make sure we have a clear plan. Because at the very least, if we get the rider clear and the environment is improved. Yeah. So my challenge would be for anyone listening right now, what are the one to two areas of your life that you're, you're looking to pour more energy into this year? And what are the things in your environment that could be improved like this week? Um, and it might be buying something. It might be throwing something out. It might be moving something to a different location. Uh, it might be talking to your spouse about rearranging certain different types of things. These environment things are great because they lower the friction and the friction is what grinds us down over time. Uh, and then if, if you're experiencing like the, the guilt of falling off, I think the idea of just like starting super small with micro habits where you can start to be very successful and, and build up is, is, is certainly a good approach. I agree. So there's something that came up, which is why do we sabotage ourselves? And I'm just going to put this out there because this is something that I dealt with and I'm sure you've dealt with it before. So many people that I talk to deal with it is, and we, and you and I talked about this yesterday and I made this a really clear point on the masterclass we were doing for fifth father project, which is our, do you think you're actually worth it? Do you actually think that you're worthy enough to spend this type of time on? Most men do not think that they think that, and myself included, by the way, like not so much now, very prevalent in the past where it was like, my time needs to be spent generating income, running these businesses, growing these businesses, doing business development, uh, then maybe time with my kids, then maybe time with my wife. And if there's any time left over, maybe I'll get that. And that was the habit. That was the habit for a very, very long time. And it was a very challenging habit to break. And I talked to so many guys that are like, when am I, when the hell am I going to fit me in? Where am I going to fit me in, Ian? And I'm like, I, I, I don't, that answer is not, it's not clear to me because it has to be clear to you. I can't tell you where to fit you in because if I tell you, you're going to say no, or it's over here, or maybe it's over here. The challenge is that we do have to dig in a little bit and illuminate and understand why it is that we don't feel worthy or valuable or justified to spend that type of time, energy or effort, right? The use of resources on ourselves. So in the domains exercises, this is use of resources category, mental and emotional health and fun and enjoyment. Because the other thing we've been talking about in the community for the last like two months is that a lot of us don't know how to have fun with ourselves anymore or actually go out and put our time and energy into pure enjoyment. Like one of our members said, I really wanted to go sledding and like, I just couldn't figure out how to do it. And we all were like, we just get on the sled. And he was like, I didn't think that that was a good use of my time. And it's so crazy to hear that. And it's so valid in his mind that he was like, I, I didn't think that that was valid or valuable or important or whatever word you want to insert there. So I want to, I want your opinion on why you think we sabotage ourselves. Is it based on self value, self love? Um, or is it based on other things in your opinion? Man, I mean, yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Is the, sh- the, sh- the short answer is, if we're continuously sabotaging ourselves in a, in a very similar pattern, there's something deep seated inside of us that is a, either a limiting belief or a trauma. And it's, it's almost always around love, acceptance and worth. Like from the moment we are born as humans and we're birthed and the first thing that the, the human baby is looking to do is latch to its mother because it's completely helpless. Yeah. 
Like we 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 are we are born this way. Like every other animals, like a calf is born, that thing like gets up, shakes off the goo, and like goes and starts eating grass and stuff. Right. Human baby can't even hold its head up for like weeks, and then is completely dependent. So we have this inwired deep psychology for belonging and for needing and for acceptance and 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 this this script runs into our lives in many different ways so certainly there's there's deep patterns that that can be unearthed here i would say that i think it's important for every man to really evaluate his relationship to time and how what what the word time means what the idea of time means and and the idea of spending time allocating time and what and what priorities are i can really relate to your member who was chatting about not wanting to go enjoy because in his mind i imagine it was because he believes that time is really about productivity and creating wealth and money and that's things that aren't deemed to be quote-unquote productive in in the very narrow domain that his mind is kind of working in right now where productivity equals generation and forward progress towards either income or business growth that anything that's outside of that narrow constrained definition feels um feels out of alignment or feels like there's friction and there's grinding um, and that it's causing them suffering and i think the beautiful thing about our minds is that suffering is the exact thing that's illuminating where our limiting and mental belief is right it's like you look at that huh why can't I hop on a toboggan? Oh, it's because I have this relationship to my idea around time and, and this here. And then that can then be consciously unpacked, illuminated. And then perhaps that belief underneath at the bottom of that can be eliminated, refined, or replaced with something different where like perhaps it turns into time is about being present fully with, with where I'm at and what I'm doing. And, and sometimes that is pursuing you know, the simple joys and pleasures of life like I used to as a kid. Yeah. And it, it, it might take a while to get there, and it may even take, quote-unquote, hard work and practice, the feeling of, like, actually this man scheduling time to go decompress and, and do that. One other thing that seems very relevant to, to slide in here is I think as dads, moms, people running companies, and we're just always so connected around other people all the time. And I think that is a little bit of a trap. I think what's an important thing, at least that I've realized for myself personally, this may strictly be based on my personality and and may not resonate with someone else, is that if we can find a little bit of time, create a little bit of time intentionally every single day to be alone, uh, particularly like outside, take a walk, it creates this really special space where you can just be a little more clear and free they've done a lot of research on this stuff. Like when people are stressed out and they basically make them walk through a forest, they call it forest bathing or, or green walking. Uh, and you just walk outside by yourself and you breathe through your nose, your entire nervous system changes dramatically. Blood, blood pressure goes down. Sympathetic tone goes down. People have the rate themselves afterwards that they feel more connected and peaceful and that they have greater levels of capacity and, and, and stuff like this. As we're continuing to drive and spend more times connected to people with buzzing and binging and on all of the screens, I think this stuff is really taking a very legitimate toll on our peace of mind. And I, I, I imagine that everyone could be better off by spending 30 minutes alone, ideally outside every day. And it's probably in the form of taking a walk. Yeah. I know it sounds simple, but like take a walk outside by yourself, breathe through your nose and like report back. Is that I think alone, you're going to find that it's very, is it alone and quiet? Yeah. It's not alone yeah. on your phone. Yeah, I would say leave the leave the tech, yeah. leave the tech, because what we're practicing is a um, we're practicing to develop a more meditative state of mind, which is effectively being sure. with what is sure. presence. It's in its very nature, and unfortunately, our our devices and our constructs in our environment are training us to be very reactive to everything, and the reactive nature of the human being keeps us alive, but it also puts us in a in a particular brainwave state that is uh, not exactly always enjoyable. It's a little like low level anxious. Yeah. Um, it's always desiring uh, the destination and in thinking about what might be next. And there are utility f- in that type of uh, mental frame, but it's not the mental frame of wellness or even the mental frame of necessarily productivity and deep creativity. 
So we can manage our states by doing very simple things. And if someone's looking like they've struggled with exercise and you, maybe you're listening to this right now, maybe your commitment as you're getting up in the morning and you're doing your neck rolls and you're stretching and you're there with your kids, someone else might be taking a 30 minute walk in the morning, breathing through your nose uh, and getting your nutrition right. And I promise that things are going to feel a lot better doing that yeah. as you start to build momentum. And who knows, maybe after that point, a weekend, you're like, yeah, I'm feeling great. And I'm ready to schedule two workouts this week. And I know when the time is, and then you start building momentum from there, but it starts with this baseline stuff, right? I mean, we have a nervous system. We need to manage it. The best way to manage it is getting good sleep circadian rhythm, breathing fresh air, getting sunshine, eating nourishing food, and kind of getting disconnected from all the, the, the stimulus that is really tying us down. What about the guy that's saying, all right, Anthony, I get all that. And I can't add any more to my plate. I can't add, I can't make smoothies in the morning. And then listen, we, let's, let's bypass the whole I can't thing. Let's just say it, this is mm -hmm. the guy's thinking. He's listening right now and he's like, all that shit sounds good to you and Ian, to you and your life and, and, and this, this, uh, this unique thing that you guys are doing when the lives that you and I have created were exactly that. They were created. They, they, this isn't just na like naturally occurring. There is a natural occurrence in terms of what you were talking about as in like in being in presence. And there is a uh, design here that we're either implementing or following because we're less distracted. So the guy who's doubtful right now going, yeah, I want to do all that shit. Sounds awesome. Sounds amazing. I can't add anything more to my plate. I got three kids. I got two mortgages. Yep. I got a job. I got this. My wife works. I can't make smoothies in the morning. I can't make a homemade breakfast. I can grab a bar and make coffee at best. How do you shift that like one degree? Just that guy's mindset. And like, what can he do just to start building that one little degree habit change every day? He's not getting a workout in. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And that's fine. I mean, like, let me go to the walk. That guy you just described absolutely has five minutes on his lunch break sure. or five minutes sure. after dinner. We all sure. do like there is that time. And I completely understand if the morning's not capable because you have the kids, you get out early for work. Like that very well may not be possible. And not everyone wants to wake up at like 3am to do these things, nor should they necessarily, unless you're called to do that. Um, the bookends, it, the predominant state of your mind, this mindset is, created by your habitual patterns of, of thinking and the predominant emotions that you feel throughout the day. That guy who said all those things is feeling stressed. Yeah. He's feeling like worn thin, like resources pulled and stretched thin. Um, and so my suggestion would be that there's gotta be something in when, while you're driving to work, for five minutes, something that you can listen to that helps you get there, some like two minutes of prayer that you can do at the beginning of the day. What can you bookend your day that creates soil in the mind that's not reinforcing the same stuff that you're experiencing? It's like the mind is a lot like that glass of water that has some dirt in it. If you continue to pour clean water into it, it cleans, it cleans yeah. out. The mindset can change quite dramatically. Um, and, and the thing I, I also fall back on is nutrition, right? Nutrition is not about how much time you have to pull it off. It's about like, you're going to be waking up every single day and eating something unless you're intentionally fasting for the day. Right. So I'm going to ask that guy who's super busy. What can we do to upgrade the three meals you're already having? Can we like pick a better bar that you're having for breakfast? Could you have made this smoothie the night before? It took five minutes, but you had time after dinner while the TV was on and whatever. Yeah. And, and now you have the smoothie there in the morning. Could you have, um, you know, packed a lunch the night before, or at least decided where the normal place you eat out, what the healthier lunch is. I would definitely call, like say everyone who's feeling super busy can make improvements to their current nutrition. Don't even need to change the times you're eating. Just upgrade the things you're having during those times. And it requires a tiny bit of thinking and planning. Like if it is that sure. shake that is going to make you feel good in the morning, you can make it the night before. Like it's, it's, it's in, and I, the mind that feels so stressed and busy doesn't think of that as like a possible strategy, but it's, it's right there in, fr in front of us. And I love the idea of upgrading the nutrition because when the nutrition gets better, your energy gets better yeah. and your mood gets better. Yeah. Right. And when your energy and your mood gets better, 
everything else starts to kind of slot in place a little bit more. And the cool thing about nutrition is it's probably one of the biggest life area upgrades because you're going to be eating every day for the rest of your life. Right. You may probably not going to be at the same job for the rest of your life. You may not even know your kids for the rest of your life, but you will be eating food every day for the rest of your life. So like, let's upgrade that. Sure. Right. Sure. That, that one, that one small area. And then at night before you go to bed, we, we carry things, we, everything that comes into our awareness, we're, we're kind of like, we're not always consciously choosing to, but we're attaching to it in certain things and stuff that we attach to, uh, can cause us, you know, to, to feel like great joy and desire or on the other flip side, it can cause us great amounts of suffering. Sure. And I think there is a ritual that can be done at the end of every day where you're able to kind of just like put a bow on the day, recap it, and maybe just like get the process of like releasing some of that angst and wound up stuff because what ends up happening if that's not done properly through a little bit of relaxation at night and consciously like bring closure to the day is guess what although you 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 feel like the day is over and you're sleeping you are still experiencing the awareness of dreaming the conscious dreaming which is when the subconscious and all that stuff that is the elephant bubbles up to the surface in the forms of symbols and imagery and the running mind continues to carry on these same kind of patterns. And then you wake up the next day having had that same kind of chaos, although not conscious of it, it's still kind of happening in your awareness. And then that carries on to your experience into the next day. So I think there's another, there's another realm to this about how can we uh, really guide our bodies into uh, more relaxed, and peaceful states before we go to bed so that we're on the right foot. It's kind of like creating a better environment for tomorrow sure. by working on uh, the process of releasing stuff at night. And that might seem a little esoteric. It might not be the place where people start, but it's definitely valid. And there's a lot to that. Yeah. What are your thoughts on, like, as you were talking, what came up for me is like, what's, what's really at stake here. And that's something that we ask our, our, guys in our mastermind and in the front runner events, our live events, what's really at stake for your life? Because if you aren't motivated to, to, if you're, if you're writing this plan, this, these goals, this, this thing out here, yet you're not motivated to take action, then clearly what's at stake for you isn't clear enough or doesn't come with enough pain behind it. Yeah. And so, yep. You know, we know, we know plenty, like I, I shared with you some, some, uh, um, or maybe I was sharing with your wife, like the, there's some people that I know who are very obese and it's very interesting to me to watch them spend money on external things to make them happy or to make their kids happy yet what's at stake when they say like my, the most important part of my life is my kids yet. Like I know so many people and so do you, especially in your, in your fifth father project who say my, why is my kids yet? They don't take action. Now, maybe when they come to you, they're ready to take action, but at least when they're coming to us, they're confused. They're like, I thought my, why was my kids, but my wife keeps reminding me that it's clearly not my kids or my family because I'm not doing anything about the situation to change it. I'm showing up the same way. I am being the same guy. I'm doing the same activities. I'm focusing on work and money. I'm not making enough time, but my family's my why. And I'm telling you that from experience. My family was my why. And Meredith said to me, yet at every checkpoint along this marathon, when you have a chance to stop, like every mile, let's say, and, uh, and we have a drink for you and you can stop and celebrate with your children, you're running right past us. So clearly mm -hmm. your family's not your why. So what we have to think about, and, and for those of you listening who that resonates with, or you feel some kind of emotional pull, like whether you're pissed off at me for saying that, or you're, or you're like, fuck man, that, that kind of makes sense. Like I've been saying my family's my why and, and, and I've been doing this over here. So the, the shit's not matching up. Like it is something to seriously consider because without finding what's really at stake for yourself and your life, you're not going to get into action at the level at which yeah. you could and in a sustainable format so that you can actually carry it on. Right. So I realized that with the, with the motorcycle injury that I had 10, 12 years ago, like as I near 40, there's some, there's certain things that are happening in my, muscular and skeletal system that are not making me feel the best. 
And then what I did was I forward projected what's at stake if I don't make these changes, right? right. Forward projected. Right. And I thought yep. about the pain that I'll feel. I thought about maybe like when my kids are, you know, in their teens and they want to go run around or play and dad's got a neck ache and a headache because I didn't pay attention now. So if my family's my why, then my what's at stake is I might not be able to do everything with them and I'm going to miss out on that and I'm going to really regret that. So what did that do? That drove me to a great chiropractor who's got me on the vibe plate. She's got me doing neck exercises every day to get the cervical curve back. She's got me laying on these different types of pillows to, to like work the muscles out five times a day. And I'm committed as fuck to that because of what's at stake in the future. And look, we can all argue this like, well, we don't know yeah. what the future holds and we could die. Fine. And if it does, you know, come and I'm 50 years old and 60 years old, I will be very grateful for the work that I did now to not face that future regret. Yeah. You know, that's your spot. That's on. really it. That, yeah. We, we do that exact exercise with all of our fit father members and we used to call it writing the mission statement yeah. but before you get to actually creating the mission statement, what you do first mm -hmm. is like future pace, both the pain and the pleasure tracks of this. Like if I continue doing exactly what I'm doing with my unhealthy self-destructive habits around how I'm eating my lack of movement and all these other things, what, what happens in one year, five years, 10 years, and how does that affect all the things I care about? You're, you're creating new neuro associations. And, and, and the, the simple truth is the human psyche is motivated by pain yeah. more so than it is by pleasure. And if you can tie future paced pain to the thing that you want to achieve, you're going to, it's going to be highly motivating, right? Now you have such deep reasons. Like you've tied your love for your family into the fact that you also don't uh, want to change the pain in your body. Like you're going to be consistent with your neck and body exercises. Yeah. No question about that. There's a lot of emotive power. And I'll say another thing. I, I think we do, we do use words and we, we tell ourselves, um, like lies, like lies in the sense that like, we don't necessarily know they're overt lies, but I think there's a lot of guys that say like, you know, my family is my number one and it sounds good. And we care about our families, and that's something that seems also socially acceptable, and, it, and it's like thing to say. But for many guys listening to this, your family, even though you love them dearly, may not be your number one most motivating reason for doing something you're doing. Yeah. And that is, in my opinion, totally okay. Fine. Yes, it is. To, it is to find what it is, and perhaps for some man, it's like to, to you're here to experience something very particular that you want to achieve here or, or, or accomplish or live your life to the absolute fullest. And your family's a big part. They're a big part of that, but they're not the whole game. You know, you, you existed before, you know, before you met your wife and before your kids came yeah. into the world. So, so getting just very authentic about where the roots of, of your deep care are. And then, and then t future pacing the pain, I think is a very powerful exercise. Yeah. And when we fall off track, this is the reset, right? You do that exact same exercise again. It's like, okay, back here again, had another night of binge eating and binge drinking. Okay. Like what happens if this continues? Yeah. Like what happens if this continues? And then you future pace that you future pace that out. And, 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 and over time, as you continue to create these neuro associations and you've set reasonable, achievable actions that you're building forward momentum with these two things working in tandem are like these gears that are now polishing a new identity and increasing your capacity. And then you slowly start to, you gradually become the person that can actually achieve the five days per week if that's where your path takes you. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a destination achieved through the process. And, um, and I believe that it's a, it's a primary skill of all of us to course correct. Yeah. Like it shouldn't, it should not even necessarily be frowned upon. It is like the skill, like who can course yeah. correct and dust off faster. The person that can do that with, without carrying the least amount of baggage moves forward, I believe, the fastest over the long run. Yeah, time. and the least amount of collateral damage. And you're not like... Yep. So there's a... We talked about it earlier with the, let's say, the self-value or the I matter type of stuff. When you fall off, how deep are you going with your self-hatred, self-loathing? Again, maybe... No, you've been there. You've been there. Like we've yeah. all been there where we're like, what the yeah. fuck is wrong with me? Why can't I do this? And this, this, so this kind of moves into my next question. You were talking about, um, authentic and realistic goals, right. And, and understanding what that is. And, and, and yes, 
Your family is still your why, yet you have to go deeper than that. I think too many people go, oh, I'll do this for my kids. Oh, I'll do this for my family. And it's, and it's, and it's very, um, it's very surface level. It's very like cliche for you to be a dad and say, I do this for my wife and kids. Okay. So does everybody. So does everybody. What is it about your wife and kids that you're looking for? And we do this in our vision exercise, which is what do you want to change for, for the next generation that you didn't like about your generation or the way that your parents did something or the way that school did something for you? That's now your real motivation because it's really clear, very realistic, and very authentic. So like, for instance, one of my biggest motivations is I didn't want my daughter to experience what I experienced in school, you know, in public school that has a very strict code and, and agenda. And I'm not saying public school is bad. I'm saying it's not for me. It's not for her. And I'm making that decision based on my experience and... I'm okay with being quote unquote wrong or making a, a mistake there when I think that it's very out outweighed. So it's not like I'm working hard for my family. When I think about putting in a lot of time to building something new or a new product or a new curriculum or, or starting up another mastermind, it's so that I can have the cash flow to support and pay for this school that I know will open up my daughter's mind and, and and like curiosity and her growth 10 times more than any public school would again mm. audience don't get mad at me don't make me wrong it's my opinion right and so get really specific with the um with the why with the what's at stake yeah. what's at stake for me if i didn't do that is what if my daughter went through what i went through and what if what if she wasn't strong enough to, uh, to move through it like I was? And it pushed and smashed her down. And me as a dad could have been there for her, teaching and guiding and mentoring her to become this very powerful and aligned woman and authentic. Meanwhile, mm -hmm. I focused on business too much. I didn't make it clear enough why. And she has this result because of. Now, I can't fix all of her results. I can't make all her results the way that I want. Yet, I can change the trajectory of me and the doing and like the actions that I'm taking, I can change that for a perceived for per, for a perceived result, not outcome mm -hmm. result. So mm -hmm. what that leads me into is like as we're wrapping up here is how do people how do people avoid comparison because sometimes they don't have a drive or motivation to what they truly want. They're looking at what other people want because they're a guy like you and I have been sometimes where we're like, don't think I'm worth it. Don't find anything valuable. Don't find anything enjoyable anymore. I'm just going to sit here. But then they go on Instagram and they go, you know what? That looks like that looks like fun. Where's the line at which comparison is actually okay in terms of like modeling. And then you can go beyond modeling and get into like comparing yourself to others, which is very dangerous, like a death sentence almost. Like, what's your opinion on that? Well, my opinion on, well, models are great, yeah. particularly even, even the, well, if you, if you don't have the clarity on what you exactly want to create, if you ever, when I have a, I have a, a dear friend, Patrick Combs, who's a, who's a speaker who uses this, this metaphor, basically, he says, when you see someone out in the world doing something and it makes you sick to your stomach, because like, that's what you feel like called, you almost don't want to see it. It's like you want to be a musician, but every time you go to that, you see a rock concert, it's just like, ugh, like it, it breaks you down. Like this can be a good indicator of a direction that maybe your what I'll call your soul here is, is drawing you into. And then I think what's very, very important, especially as you're trying to get traction on anything, is to like literally get off the social media yeah. almost completely. Yeah. The only because it dissipates your energy. We are social creatures by our very nature. It's hardwired into us to compare, to care what the judgments of others are about us. 
uh, it's just kind of like the survival, scarcity, uh, sexual nature of humans that like it, that psyche interacts in this way. And I think the problem with the social media is it dissipates our energy massively by by putting us face to face with you know whether it's a highlight reel of other people's lives or just that amounts of information yeah. uh, and that amount of data processing in the in the mind that you know is is taking you away from doing the things you can. In my in my twenties, when I was really uh, building the businesses in a huge way. I, I did not, I basically uninstalled all the social media apps for five, five years. Oh, wow. Um, and, and for a long, long time. And, and I'd say there was maybe any, maybe it's a tiny bit of it, but focus on the things that dissipate your energy and get rid of those. The things that are, that are leaking your energy this year that are leaking your attention. I mean, what is life other than the constant stream and flow of awareness? Like we are aware, we have attention, and we're effectively in every present moment uh, using a combination of our, our willpower and in rising to whatever situations are presenting us with and following the threads of our internal desire that's moving us. Like I'm hungry, I go here. I have a job, I go here. You know, if we can take away the stuff that's leading us uh, away from our exact path and we get rid of that, I feel like people have so much more energy and capacity than they are currently experiencing. It's just because it's dissipated. And, and that is what is, and it's only getting worse team, like only getting worse. Yeah. You and I were chatting over dinner about metaverse. Yeah. What is the metaverse? <laughs> it's a new di digitized like version of like life yeah. in this like 3d VR. And what are they harvesting your attention? Yeah. It's the same thing and it's only going to get more intense. So how can we become better stewards of our attention and how can we make our lives more conscious where we're actually asking ourselves um, every single day and maybe even multiple times per day, okay, what am I doing? What do I want to do? What is important? And the more times we're asking these conscious questions, we're living in a, in a proactive conscious way instead of a reactive unconscious way. And the reactive unconscious way is a path that leads us into habitual behaviors, into more suffering. And guess what? That suffering will crop up in our awareness, and it's another opportunity for us to course correct and self-correct. Um, in a way, I guess I view this, this, this whole life experience as constant learning, and, and it just is presenting us with experience that we can totally. make new choices. Totally. And that's beautiful, right? That, that is beautiful. We, we always have the ability to choose a new in every moment. It's like we're born again new in every moment, yeah. not just January 1st, not just February sure. 1st. You know, it, it's, it's, it's truly in every, in, in perhaps easier said than done. But stuff like I was talking about, of taking that present walk every morning, maybe sitting down, uh, you know, in, in, in some kind of meditative posture, yoga pose or whatever you do and just feeling your body and training your mind to be more present. Like if you can cultivate that quality in your being, I don't care what goal you choose to set for the next 50, 60 years of your life. You are now a present, powerful, conscious person who has a mind that is trained to be on track. You're going to be a lot more successful. Totally agreed. There's uh yeah, there's 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 a lot more we could go into there. I'm gonna save it for the next one yeah. as we wrap this one up. Um, we are building some amazing stuff with you, man, for Fit Father Project. So for yep. people that are are um, a part of this and listening to this and want to get in better shape, learn about nutrition. I mean, dude, the level of content that you have on your YouTube channel alone, Fit Father Project, is insane. And now you're bringing us in to add more to that for people, for more of the human element within and the, yeah. and the, um, and the breakdowns that the human has within that thought process or that goal of getting in shape, eating healthier, being the best shape of my life, yep. living longer, whatever it might be. So that I'm super excited about and people can check it out. Fitfatherproject.com or fitfatherproject on YouTube. Right. Yep. yep. Those are great places to check out. Uh, yeah. And, and I, and I would say this too, I have never seen someone go through a health and fitness journey where they get their, get this domain of their area, their health domain, yeah. their body, physical domain by getting that right. I've never seen it not affect at least two, three or four other oh, sure, domains. Sure. It's like it lights up and it just shoots over. Your mood is better. You find that you have more time and resource. Yeah. You're nicer to your family. So your wife is nicer to you. <laughs> and then like all of it's better, you know, it's just like how it is. It, it all works that way. So I think it's the body is a great vehicle for development. And if you're, if you're a person right now struggling with, 
health and fitness traction and continuously spinning your wheels, falling off track, we'd love the opportunity to show you the path that we figured out to help you. Yeah, dude, you, you got it. You got it dialed in. And I, I really um, applaud you, celebrate you, grateful for you, for all the stuff that you're doing for the world. And uh, to be a, a staple in my life and to have a friendship with you is just like, dude, you, you I, I'll share this with the audience. There are not a lot of people who I let into my inner world and see me in a weak state, right? And, and that's, not on pur- that's not on purpose. I'm just saying I'm very careful with who I um, really get deep and open with and just yeah. raw with. And so I appreciate that from you and for the audience listening. If you don't have somebody in your inner circle that you can strip down and, and not to where they make you feel comfortable and you can strip down, but they, you know that they've got you and create a space for you and you can strip down and it is very uncomfortable, yet you know it's beneficial. There's a big difference in that, a huge difference in that. I was massively uncomfortable when you were challenging me about like this stuff, like our, our path, our plan for marketing and then breaking down some of our exercises, massively uncomfortable. And I trust you and the space you create and that's extremely beneficial to me. So thanks, brother. Thank bro. Well, thank you for yeah. the opportunity to be with you, man. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. That's that. Everybody, you know what to do. You just got an hour full of some very uh, um, um, percolated high level content. And I will put all this stuff in the show notes. We'll put links to Anthony's uh, entire metaverse that he's created, <laughs> like universe. And, uh, and if you need help, take action, reach out to us, reach out to Anthony. You, you just don't listen to this and go, wow, what a helpful concept. What a helpful podcast and not do anything. You got to take action and taking action. Doesn't mean swiping a credit card. It just says, Hey, I need something. And guess what? Both of us are like, we got you. No problem. Here's where we can point you to start getting some free resources, some free content to just get that little ball rolling. That's it. But you got to take action, right? All right, my friend. I don't know what episode number that is we've done together. Let's say se- probably seven know. or something. I, li- I like this one. Yeah, thanks this again, thanks again for having me on another this yeah. one. This is yeah, good. yeah. All right, uh, audience, thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next one.